Hello and welcome back to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and I am back to full health. If that makes no sense to you, then you can go back and listen to, I don't know, the previous two or three episodes where I do not sound like myself. And even now I'm a bit croakier than I used to be, but I am nearly there. I'd say I'm 95% of the way there. And my God, when you get your health back, I'm so grateful. I am genuinely so grateful. And I think that one of the easiest, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from this is one of the easiest things to overlook is your own health and maintaining that and looking after yourself. And that is so in the theme of today's conversation of today's episode. So let's dive in. As I've properly mentioned, um, January is a really active month for me. So I'm recording this on the 11th of January. It'll be released, this this episode will be released this week. And it's a really active month. There are, a lot of my time is spent actively serving and um, being of service, whether that's on client consultation calls with new clients, whether they're going into Get Unstuck or they're going into the Inner Work program. I'll leave all of the links below and also existing clients who are already booked in and are turning up for their coaching calls. And there is a theme. There is a big theme that I want to talk to you about. It's coming up every single day for me, and it's coming up on every single conversation that I'm having lately. And I thought, this is the perfect, while it's fresh, and while I can freshly talk about it, it is the perfect time to bring this topic up on the Inner Work Conversation. And that is, do you have your own back? And what does that even bloody look like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What are the practical aspects to having your own back? Now, what I'm not going to do here is go into detail around the work that I do. I went into that in episode 120. So if you want an insight into the actual work I do and why have you got your own back is the topic that's coming up on my client conversations. After this episode, go back, listen to episode 120. It'll tell you what I do, who I work with, what thriving even is in life and business by my client's definition. So I'm not going to start the episode with all of that, but I mention all of this because as I'm navigating my client calls, one of the things that I am uncovering through questioning, it's the relationship that my clients have with themselves, the relationship that they have with time, energy, resources, financial resources. And because of what they what normally comes down to on the call is they tell me all about the situations that they're facing, the circumstances they're navigating. But what I'm really, really listening out for all of the time and asking questions to dig and dig and dig deeper and deeper is what is behind the choices that you're making, both in your inner world and in your outer world, your inner world through the thoughts that you're thinking, the choices that you're making that no one else knows about but you, in your outer world through the decisions that you're making, the actions that you're taking in life and in business, through the conversations you're having in your relationships, the inaction, the things that you're not doing that you wish you were, all of it, all of it. And I'm noticing myself talking to my clients a lot at the moment about the relationship that they have with themselves. And this topic that keeps coming up is, do you have your own back? And what does that look like? Because I think it's easy to think that having your own back just means support and motivation in inverted commas. And I think one of the things that I want you to take from this episode today is what the fuck does support even look like? Because it's not what you think it is, you know. I don't think. Let's explore it together. I wish you were here, by the way. Like, I wish we were just having a chat. But um, you're not. And it's a podcast, so I need to stay on track. (laughs) Support. What I find is it's not... With my clients, it's not that they don't, I'm even with myself, it's not that we don't know certain things about ourselves, but it's often that usually on a coaching call or in journaling, what we uncover through 
the self-reflection and taking that space and time to lift the lid on why am I doing certain things? Why am I not doing certain things that I know I want to do or I know are good for me? And it's taking the time to step back and ask yourself the the right questions to understand yourself, to raise your self-awareness in order to then think about making change, in order to then, from a a raised perspective of self-awareness, in order to create change. You know, why? Why aren't you really going for it in business? Why aren't you backing yourself and asking for what you really want? Why aren't you acknowledging your wins? Why aren't you? And therefore, no matter how many achievements or accolades or how much praise you get, you never truly feel successful. Why is that? Why are you rushing through life, not enjoying the little moments that you know will be the big ones at some point because you're thinking about getting back to the busy work? Why are you seeking external validation? Why are you procrastinating? And so on. And what I want to bring to you is the almost like skipping forward, skipping through that experience on my client calls and with myself even. And by the way, when when I say like my client calls and with myself, I want you to know that it's not just on my client calls I experience this, it is also with me. That is why it's called the inner work conversation because I always start with me. You know, I'm never ever worried here in this space that I share with you that I'm oversharing because I know that you're listening to this, knowing that when I share a story about myself, it's not for self-indulgence purposes. It's so that you can hear that I too am also experiencing this. I know the pain of it. I know all of the things that it feels like. I know what it's like to avoid certain things. I know what it's like to have to get the courage to raise your self-awareness, all of the stuff. So if I if I include myself, that's why right? Because in order to create change, it takes more than just acknowledging the things about yourself, which often sounds like, I know, I know, I know that, yeah, I know that I'm doing that. I know that I've bought the gym pass, but I'm not going. I know that, I know, I know, I know. It sounds like that. And I know for myself (laughs) that I don't want it pointed out to me. Like I know, for, for example, with my husband, sometimes when I'm avoiding something, and we'll have a discussion around it. And he'll be like, yeah, well, you're clearly avoiding it. I already know that I am. I don't want to hear it though. <laughs> I don't want it pointed out to me. I don't want to face up to that. Yeah, because it's it's more comfortable for me to not see these things. And it's one thing to know, but it's another level to actually do something about it. In fact, before I go any further into the episode, I'm going to share an Instagram post that I recently shared not only on Instagram, but actually to my mail list as well. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to read that out. Here it goes. Because I work with people who make choices in life and business that require them to act against their fears. I've grown to have a deep respect for the courage it takes to navigate life with this level of self-honesty. It's one thing to pay lip service to your own truth. It's entirely another matter to do something about it. And that, that, that's a thing. The thing is, we all have a niggle, all of us, all of the time. Call it what you want, intuition, your gut instinct, God, whatever, it is there. And when you try and suppress it, you know what that dishonesty feels like. And you know what that dishonesty costs you, how you push down your own truth, how you muffle what sometimes feels like the torment of keeping a lid on it, sometimes even leading to physical symptoms. But why? Why do we do it? Because we assume that if we lift the lid on our own truth, we won't be able to blank. And the blank, we won't be able to be good enough. We won't be able to handle the consequences. We will let others down. We won't be able to make it work. 
All of these things are based on assumption, assumption that we take as our new truth and we act from that place. And all the while our intuition, our niggle sits patiently, waiting for us to hear it, waiting to be acknowledged. And it's uncomfortable being totally honest with yourself. It takes courage. It takes time and space. It'll bring up all of your fears. And when you look them in the eye, you will want to turn back. You'll want to convince yourself to go back into the comfort of believing that you can't. It's safe there. Or is it? Is it really safe there? Or does it just feel safe? Is it really unsafe to act on your niggle? Or do your imagined hypothetical outcomes just feel very real? These are the questions that I'd love you to sit with. Plus, how can I allow curiosity of what I want to empower me? And how can I see past the limitations of my own mind that's convinced me are set in stone and that are keeping me in inaction? That's the post that I shared over on Instagram and on my mail list. And it all links back to this question, do you have your own back? And what does it mean to have your own back? And that's the thing, I've worked in learning and development for 18 years and the best leaders, and I'm bringing this back to you, so don't worry, I'm coming back. The best leaders that I've seen are the ones that are willing to sit with their people in the discomfort of having their back when having their back doesn't just look like cheering them on and motivating them and supporting them. Because when you're supporting someone's growth, including your own, you need to be prepared not to be liked. This is another post. I'm going to read it out loud now. You're going to have to embody leadership here. You might have to say or do things that you know might make the other person, sometimes yourself, uncomfortable. In this moment, it might not feel good. They might not like you very much. They might not like what you're saying. They might have a strong reaction and that's okay. Here's why. Now, everything I'm about to say, it applies to if you're supporting someone else, but also if you're supporting yourself right? I want you to see yourself as the you that carries out life and business, but also the you that has your own back. And sometimes having your own back does not mean motivating yourself, does not mean cheering yourself on. It means actually having really difficult conversations where you hold yourself accountable to your own honesty. It says, the post says, too many of us, Benda, I'm going to link these posts in the show notes just in case you want to see them visually. Too many of us bend ourselves to please others. We withhold important truths. We back out of the conversation. We don't uphold boundaries. Yeah, for what? For the avoidance of confrontation and discomfort. When you're supporting someone else's growth, even your own, it takes for you to accept that they might not like you. And being okay with that is what will allow you to support them, have their back from a place of integrity. If you have to tell someone an uncomfortable truth, come from love. If you have to uphold a boundary, come from love. If you have to hold a difficult conversation where the other person's trying to shout you down or remaining stubborn, come from love. This does not mean be soft or be a pushover. It means that you stand your sacred ground with love. It means respecting them and yourself. It means doing what's right over what's easy. It means being brave enough to be disliked in a moment, knowing that it's serving a deeper purpose and connection. Supporting growth, even your own, sometimes looks and feels uncomfortable, doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It probably means you're doing it right. And I share this with you, even though that post is like about supporting other people's growth, it is also about supporting your own growth. Because if you've got your own back, it doesn't necessarily feel good all of the time. Yeah. 
It doesn't. I know for me, I went completely out of my comfort zone today. You all know that I work from home in an office. My only colleagues are my dogs. I have a corporate client that I work with on the odd occasion and I went into their office today and I had to have my own back in order to hold my hold my own with a group of senior leaders, senior leaders, I'm talking CEOs, managing directors, directors. I had to hold my own with a group of people in order to facilitate powerful session. And in order to do that, it didn't just require me to cheer myself on. Go, Nikki, go. Give it all you've got. You're going to be amazing. It required me to make sure that I walked in there with an objective in mind that sometimes looked and felt in the session like telling them some truths that they might not have wanted to hear, right? And look, all of this said, I want to raise this piece with you today on personal accountability because although the work that I do is probably, I've been told, on the fluffier side of professional development or personal development, it's not my opinion, by the way. That's what some people have told me. In my opinion, we are not here to fuck about, right? No one does this work. No one does this work for lols. No one is investing in themselves by listening to a podcast like this or paying someone like me to help them with their development because they're fucking about. They're doing it because they understand that their growth and their potential is reliant on them doing something about it, whether that's investing their time in a podcast like this and implementing what they're learning, or if it's investing their financial resources and time in working with someone like me. So I take that shift very seriously. There's nothing fluffy about that to me. And I know that this, all of this can sound a bit abrasive, but it's true. It's true. What's the point of investing your time and energy into your personal development if you're only going to learn but not develop? And, and that, that leads me into this conversation about do you have your own back? Given the context that I've lovingly <laughs> given you a kick up the arse with in the last, I don't know, 13 and a half minutes, it's about raising your self-awareness to anything that you're aware of, but you're not doing anything about. And we've all been there. We've all tried to figure out the mystery of when I know that X, Y, and Z is good for me, why the fuck don't I do it? This is what this episode is for. At some point in life and in business, we come across the conundrum of knowing, but not doing, learning, but not implementing, buying the gym membership, but not actually going. And it's January. I know that some of you will be able to relate to this. Me too, by the way, me too. And yes, it's reassuring to know that you're not alone, but reassurance alone isn't going to make you feel any more comfortable in the discomfort of knowing that you're not being true to yourself. And in terms of your growth, that's not going to cut it. So I have a couple of points that I want to dive into in today's episode. And the first one, in fact, I'm just going to merge them. Let's just go for it. It's all about having your own back. And it's all about how you speak to yourself and how you treat yourself in order to intentionally navigate yourself through life and business. And one of the ways that I first want to talk to you about um, this particular topic is the role that healthy self-parenting plays in what we do and in what we avoid. And actually, this Monday just gone, I recently shared in, so in with my clients, we have a bit of a catch-up from nine till quarter past nine. And it is just a coffee. It's just a brew. It's a lovely moment where we can all ground into the week and I can share some self-reflection that they can take away or even do in that 15 minutes that really help them set themselves up for the week. Anyway, I shared with them that I had to go to the doctors and obviously I've been poorly. So sort of give me a kick up the arse to go to the doctors. But whilst I was there checking out is this a virus? Is this an infection where I need antibiotics? I also went in with two other things that I'd been putting off and putting off and putting off. 
And I thought, well, since I'm here, I may as well raise these two things as well. Now, whilst <laughs> there is a point to this, stay with me. Whilst I was there, I've got a shoulder injury that's ongoing. It's been ongoing for a long time. And because I'm going to the gym, I've got a personal trainer. I um, I'm getting a kick up the arse every time I go because I'm not able to do things that involve my shoulder because it sort of invokes the injury. It makes it come back. Anyway, so I'm at the doctor's, I'm talking about the injury and she says, okay, go and sit on the bed and um, put your hand on my shoulder. So while I'm there, she was, what a lovely, lovely doctor she was, by the way, and how accommodating she was that I was like, I'm not here for one thing. I'm here for three. Sorry about me. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. And I'm there and I've got my hand on her shoulder and my arm straight out and she did some checks on my shoulder. And in that moment, I realized something. It was the first time in over five years that someone had mothered me in that way. And what I mean by that is it's not my partner, it's not my husband's job to mother me. It's not my husband's job to look after me in that way. And listen, you might be listening to this like me, you don't have parents anymore. You might be listening to this having grown up in with parents who maybe weren't emotionally mature enough to be available for you to mother or father you in a healthy way. You might be looking after a mother or father at the moment. Listen, this is not about having a mother or not having a mother or having a father and not having a father. It's more about how we parent ourselves. And in that moment, I noticed that there was a couple of things wrong. The first one was how long I had left it to have my shoulder looked at that was causing me significant issues, if I think about it, in life. And I just left it with the mindset of, if I just ignore it, it'll go away. It'll go away on its own. And it's not going away. Like it's actually restricting me, if anything. And when I got there and she was like, oh, well, totally, we can talk about that. And why have you, I can see that last time you came to the doctors was over a year ago about this particular issue. And we booked you in for a scan that you didn't go to. Thanks for wasting our time, Nikki. Why haven't you done anything about that? And it was the way that she asked the question and just the fact that she asked the question made me realize, shit, I haven't been mothering myself very well in that way. And when she was, when I had my hands on her shoulder and she was sort of investigating the shoulder, it made me like the level of care and the way that she went about it, how nurturing she was. It reminded me of my own mum, and it made me realize, geez, like, just because my mum's not here anymore, that doesn't mean that I don't need to be mothered, right? And I want to point that out. This isn't about a mother and a father, stereotypically, what each one of those people do. It's more about the energy that parent, healthy parenting yourself is doing for you. And the recognition in that moment that the only person that I now have to parent me is me. And I recognize that I hadn't been doing that. And I should, like I should have gone and got my shoulder checked. Did I? No, I avoided it. And anyway, I was on the call with my clients and I was explaining to them on Monday, I was explaining to them that we get to a point in our lives, regardless of your situation with your parents, where we have to learn to healthily parent ourselves. And this totally has everything to do with having your own back, right? Even if you grew up with parents who did not have your back, even if you grew up in an abusive relationship, with parents and they didn't have your own back, there comes a point in your life where you have to realize that the person who is parenting it, you is you. 
We need a healthy, we need, we need to healthily mother ourselves and healthily father ourselves. We need, like I'm a mum now and I know that if it was my son, there is no way I would let his shoulder injury go on for that long. Not a chance. We need to healthily learn how to do that. We need to learn self-restraint. We need to learn how to nurture ourselves. We need to allow ourselves to rest. We need to book the relevant appointments to look after ourselves. We need to encourage ourselves as much as we hold ourselves accountable and give ourselves a kick up the arse without beating ourselves over the head with a you're a dickhead stick. We need to learn self-restraint. We need to learn how to use our powerful energy and we need to learn to execute strategy. And please don't think here that I'm talking about actual mothers and fathers. This is more about the energetics behind a mother figure and a father figure. And that is important to say, right? Because like I said before, some of us didn't have a healthy in inverted commas mother figure or father figure. Some of us don't actually, haven't never had that role model to us, right? But what I am saying here is we need to parent ourselves. And I'm talking about how you parent yourself. So for example, I know with me, health-wise, I know with me, I love eating a low GL, low GI diet. Um, it's I learned that because when I went through my infertility experience, um, one of the diets that worked best for me to balance my blood sugar levels was but it's basically a diabetes diet. I haven't got diabetes, but a low GL, low GI diet is a diabetes diet, right? And um, pretty much, I think, <laughs> no health expert, please, this isn't a health podcast, but I'm, I'm explaining this to give you the example of, I know that that is good for my body. I know that's what my body reacts well to. Do I do it? Do I keep my blood sugars within a certain range that makes me feel good and, and vibrant and healthy and thriving? No, <laughs> no, I don't always do that. Why? Because I don't healthily parent myself all of the time. And guess what? When I recognize that I don't healthily parent myself all of the time, do I then be compassionate with myself and loving towards myself and give myself grace in equal measures of holding myself accountable? No, sometimes I give my sh myself shit about it, right? So that is having your own back. Having your own back is not doing it all perfectly all of the time, it's it's understanding that you're not going to do it perfectly all of the time and bringing yourself back to your own truth because only you know the things that you are striving for and really wanting in life and business that you're not going after and only you know why you're not going after it only you know when you go down and scoop a big dollop of nutella at 10 o'clock at night that's going to fuck your sleep pattern up only you know that you're doing that shit right and we can have duality, right? I, I am someone who knows all of this stuff about their health, but I also know that I could literally polish off a jar of Nutella in one sitting. I know that I have drive and motivation in business, but I also know that I am someone sometimes who has incredible ambitions and incredible plans and also cannot be asked, feel small, feel scared, wants to stay comfortable. And I want to reflect that back to you. All of that said, this is your opportunity now for self-reflection in this episode. Where do you know that you're just not doing the things or you're just not being the ways that you need to be in order for you to thrive in life and in business? Where have you accepted your lot? Where are you not having your own back, not just cheering yourself on? You can hear in this episode, having your own back means so much more than just cheering yourself on. Having your own back means holding yourself accountable. Having your own back means 
literally look in your own honesty in the eye. And when you do that, when you look your own honesty in the eye, when you care more about the trajectory of where you're headed as opposed to what you want in this moment, that is where healthy parenting yourself comes from. And it sort of leads me into the final thing that I wanted to bring to, do you have your own back? Which I've sort of mentioned is, if you find that you don't have your own back in any given moment, how are you speaking to yourself? Because this matters. When you're navigating life and business, another theme that I've noticed within my own clients on calls recently over the past couple of weeks is how they're speaking to themselves. Are you a bit of a perfectionist with yourself? Can you be a bit all or nothing? Like you either do it brilliantly or it's shite. You either do all of your 2023 habits or you've fucked it. All or nothing, black or white, no room for nuance and humanness. And then when you look back and when you reflect, you don't really give yourself grace. You don't know how to yet give yourself grace at the same time as holding yourself accountable. But instead, you look back, you reflect on yourself, and you're giving yourself a lot of shit for what you've done and what you haven't done. That makes it really, really hard to have your own back, back yourself. That makes it hard, harder than it needs to be. When you're being a tyrant with yourself, when you fuck up or when you make a mistake, which sound, it, when you're being a dickhead with yourself, it sounds like, see, see, knew you'd go back to your old ways. You can't stick to things. I knew you'd fuck this up. You don't deserve the success that you've had. It has been a fluke. All of these ways of talking to yourself is not having your own back. That's not having your own back. And when it's mad because when I explore this with my clients, some of them even stand up for, uh, stick up for speaking to themselves like shit, thinking that it's doing them good. Some of them even say, well, sometimes when I speak to myself like shit in that way, it sort of gives me the gumption, the oomph that I need to drag myself out of it. And I'm like, okay, cool. But is there a, is there a, is there a way that doesn't ruin your self-esteem? Could, <laughs> could we consider that? Can we have grace at the same time as gumption? Can we have grace at the same time as holding ourselves firmly accountable? Giving yourself a loving kick up the arse? Like my clients, it is not a secret that I am a master of tough love because actually it's not tough love, it's love mixed in with truth. All I am doing is mirroring their truth back to them in a way that unconditionally loves them. And in the process, in os by osmosis, they are learning in their calls how to do that for themselves. In the moments when you have the opportunity, my question to fi finish off this episode, my question to you is, are you listening to the voices that make you feel like shit? Or are you consciously speaking to yourself intentionally in a calm and balanced way? This isn't about being positive with yourself. This isn't about saying positive things. Go, you can do it. Don't worry that you fucked up. It doesn't matter because you're right where you need to be right now. This isn't about that. This is about being truthful with yourself and balanced. That coin thing that I talk about in all the other episodes, go listen to them. It's not just about being high vibe. It's just about remaining centered and balanced and grounded in your own truth. Can you spend that, that level of time with yourself? That's having your own back, yeah? So I hope that this episode has given you a bit of an incentive, a bit of motivation to have your own back. And I hope that you act on it I hope that you take this episode and maybe when the episode finishes, you think, well, what can I do differently? What can I weave into my week? Maybe it's a post-it note on your dashboard 
that says, have I got my own back? Maybe it's a walk around the block without a podcast, without music, and just thinking, how can I have my own back a little bit more than I do now? And I really want to um, in- encourage you to to not go all or nothing with this. This is like, how can I incrementally have my own back a little bit more? I know for me, one of the ways just even reflecting with you live in this episode now, I've literally just walked through the door from being with a corporate client. And one of the ways that I can have my own back a little bit more is by having a bit more belief in myself, I suppose. Like I I am, I don't, probably doesn't come across, but I am quite a shy person by nature. It's not, and I know that probably, <laughs> that might not make sense because I might not seem shy, but I, I, that's how I feel, right? I'm not saying that's who I am. I'm saying that's the feeling that I have inside. And the, I think the shyness sometimes comes from, but what if, what if I turn up and I'm not who they expected me to be? What if I turn up and I'm not, I don't meet the expectation that they have of me? And there's definitely fear there. And so maybe one of the ways that I can have my own back, me, Nikki Cross, reflecting live with you in this episode is maybe I could have a little bit more self-belief. And if I had a little bit more self-belief, what would that look like in my business? What things would I be doing differently, more of, less of differently? These are questions that I'll take away from this episode. What about you? What will you take away from this episode? Oh, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Contact me. My email is contact at tlb.org.uk. That stands for Thrive Life and Business. Contact at tlb.org.uk. Go and follow me over on Instagram. It's Thrive Life and Business. Get in touch with me on LinkedIn. It's Nikki Cross, Thrive Life and Business. I would love to hear from you. What are you taking? By the way, if you do get in touch with me, please know that as soon as I record these episodes, it is not unusual for me to completely forget what I've said. So you're going to need to, don't don't message me and be like, I've just listened to episode number 150 and here's my, <laughs> you're going to need to remind me what I asked you to do <laughs> and then tell me what you did with it. That would be glorious. It would be glorious. Let's carry the conversation on there. Handing over to you. Please, please never forget, I am always, always cheering you on. And I really do hope, I really do hope that you are cheering yourself on too.